Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside with my other host, Lance. And we have Alec with us today. Glad to be back. Thank you for joining us. Always good to have you joining us for these awesome episodes. As always, we have an adult beverage of choice, and we're making it really easy for everybody. And we are having the Jefferson's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey and having Summer Shanty because it's that time of year and just got to enjoy it. And by easy, we mean everybody's drinking the same thing. Yes, everybody has the same thing, so we can kind of just get into it. Lance, you want to talk about what we're going to be discussing today? Yep. So today we are going to be covering the anime Talked Op Destiny. And we follow along three characters. Talked, a son of a legendary music conductor. Destiny, an awakened music art. And Anna, a childhood friend of Talked that helps take care of him because he's a good for nothing. This story takes place in the future of 2047, where alien monsters called D2s have crashed down to earth via meteorites and began exterminating the human race our crew travels from the west coast of america to the east coast to new york so that they can further evaluate the bond between talked and destiny along their travels they learn more about the so-called heroic group symphonica and fight d2s everywhere they go we learn right away that music has been banned because they attract all the monsters wrath but our main character is dedicated to keep music alive i like that thanks lance Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else has questioned what the OP or op in the title means. Have you guys looked into this or given it any thought? Yeah, it's the music term, uh, term opus. Yep. Which yeah. means? Um, it's essentially, I guess, in music terms, it would be like the episode, essentially, of that. So you have like your number or your suite, and then your opus is like your, it's a Latin word. I forget what it means, but it's a musical term that essentially means the episode of that composer's work. So Destiny is this opus. Yeah, I got something pulled up on Google. Yeah, I know know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this thing that I pulled up on Google says, Talked Op Destiny. Talked is the name of the MC, seeing as Cosette calls him Maestro Talked in Music. Composers label their work as op, short for opus. So Cosette represents Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, Opus 67. So it's Beethoven's 67th work. So this would be read as Tox work or Tox composition. There we go. Perfect. Great, Something great like definition. <laughs> so yeah, if you're wondering, it's Toct Opus Destiny, if you want to break it down. Not OP. Not, not OP. OP. It's not overpowered. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, Destiny is, but uh, yeah, different, different. It was a musical term, which I, I really enjoy. Being a musician myself... I love this series and all of the mu- uh, classical music that's brought into it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I know when Lance and I were talking about doing this, I'm like, we need Alec because this deals with music and this is his thing. <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm yeah. actually in a music anime theme right now. I've been watching Your Lie in April at almost at the same time I was watching Tacked Off Destiny. So there was just a lot of just classical music just thrown my way. And I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying this theme of anime. Good, good. Perfect. Great timing then. Glad we can get you in the in the mood for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson?
Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for car, and that is kuruma. Kuruma is spelt K-U-R-U-M-A, and kuruma is very relevant to today's episode because we are traveling cross-country style from the West Coast to the East Coast, so cars are very important for that, so kuruma, here we go. Yeah, walking it would be a terrible time. Oh my yeah. gosh, it would take, they could have made like eight seasons <laughs> off of that alone. <laughs> Lots yeah. of fighting. And they, they had to take the long way around, so... Yeah, they had to go down the and loop. then round and up. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't go straight across. They were helped by a train for a little bit of it mm-hmm. uh, when they met up with Symphonica, or I guess Symphonica met up with them. Yeah, it was... And uh, it was definitely planned. Definitely planned, yeah. I was what? about to say it was no. very deliberately planned. <laughs> Not planned. Total surprise. Oh, yes. But sorry, sorry to interrupt. As you were saying, just uh, running into, ran into them, and yeah, they really didn't say how far they got they did no it was never really revealed when their next starting point was we could have used a terrible uh season two of uh shield hero where it just kind of plotted on the map where they were every episode oh um they kind of they said they were going to the symphonica was going to houston which was on the way to uh louisiana which is they said that that was their destination so they left at houston Yes. And drove to Louisiana from there. But it didn't really tell you where they got picked up from. You just knew it was the, yeah, somewhere in the West Coast yeah. desert. Valid. They yes. just so happened to run into them just so on happened. the train track. Right. Of all places. We'll, we'll call it uh, Colorado because, I don't know, that's somewhere in the middle sure. between the two. <laughs> I, I'd believe that. That or New Mexico, Arizona, anywhere that kind of quad area. Yes. It was a short train ride, so maybe it was New Mexico because, you know, that's right next to Texas. Granted, for anybody that is listening to this and is not in the United States. New Mexico and Texas are still far away from driving. (laughs) You're talking hours of travel. Yes. And that's with a car going pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But actually, I don't know how fast trains Uh, go. Trains go decently fast. The problem is that they stop a lot. But I guess this one wouldn't stop a lot. Not this one. I mean, unless you got talked and Destiny blowing up roads. (laughs) I love how she bursts through whatever she's in at the time. No doors or windows. She's just wrecking everything. Just through. That's I make my door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was bringing up that one point when they go to the farm. She can't even open up a window. Can't do anything. It's just... Boom, big explosion, gotta go through, make my own way. Lance, to go previously about your statement, trains, I don't know how train, how fast trains actually travel. Part of the problem is that they don't go in a completely straight line like most of our highways do. So that's why taking a train will take longer than driving because trains will kind of veer and go around everything. Right, but I would like to imagine that at this point in time where things are kind of post-apocalyptic like where there's not going to be many stops or anything like that like where the, they can basically treat it as if it's a highway like yeah but then, you're still then what are we talking you're still traveling around everything because you saw they went through the mountains yeah they're yeah. still snaking around everything so that's the only reason why it take longer yeah they can't have all that momentum tipping themselves over yeah <laughs> i don't know how trains run out west i know out on uh, when i was on the east coast i would take trains from like richmond to new york city and it was around the same as it would be driving but that's that was only because we took so many stops. There's like 20 stops along the way, and oh, you're yeah? just going halfway up the coast. So, um, how fast do you think you'd be going on a train then? 
I would say upwards of like 70 to 90 miles an hour. Wow, okay. Yeah, like you're booking it when you're going and then you're just, then you come to a stop. I will say when I took a train from Colorado to Utah one time when I was a child and it took longer, but you know, again, going through the mountains. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's, sure. it's going to be different. Yeah, unlike a car where you can kind of just drive up the side of the mountain. You have to, <laughs> can't really do that in a train. So <laughs> no. Ah. Mountains are fucking cool, scary, man. That was a cool scene, though. The kind of defending the train against the uh, the onslaught of the flying D twos and uh, all the um, the music arts working together. So, I mean, that was all three: Destiny, Valkyrie, and uh, Hell. Yeah, Hell. In a way, yeah. She she didn't come in until really the, the very end. end to that big old monster boss. I I, th- I like that scene a lot, except for like the anime logic portion of how <laughs> they took out everybody because it took them like a solid 15, 20 seconds. It felt like for destiny to start shooting the ledges and oh yeah it took forever for the ledge to fall and then yeah and then that but it crushed everybody but that yeah that's what happened to crush everybody that's plenty of time for things to go by (laughs) and yeah that's not how everything needs to be solved in the end like i thought it was such a cheap old school way out of things and so i thought that the animation itself was very great uh like there was a lot of colors explosions you know action going on but you're right it ended way too quickly it's like they were blowing certain portions of their budget off certain <laughs> parts of the episode and they could only like afford this much to put into it's like all right let's make this a really good three minutes i mean i guess there's no source material coming out of this so they're you know i'm sure they're scrambling for like ooh, what's a good cliche way to like wow our viewers or something like that and like and then here what? we are breaking it down and like <laughs> yeah, that's kind of stupid why would you do that what's a way nobody would think of let's destroy part of the hill <laughs> <laughs> or the mountainside to destroy everything. That's a good way to kill them. Okay. And Straight mulan it. <laughs> even if that's the case, you know, I know they're blowing up. If they're going to blow up the cliff, yep. I'm pretty sure they're blowing up the cliff behind them, which means they're damaging the railroad yet once again. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, now they're going <laughs> to... No return trip. Over, no return trip or they're fucking over the next person or something big is happening. Well, why do you think they didn't go anywhere? They couldn't go backwards and they couldn't go forwards because... Uh, Destiny blew up holes in the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, is that, that's when that happened, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was during yeah, that fight. Yeah. Okay, so they just screwed both of their ways. <laughs> yep. They kind of isolated themselves on two sides of the train track. They can't go back. They can't go forward. They got to fix their way. Well, that makes sense on why they didn't go backwards. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We we explained part of the show for everyone. <laughs> yep. Anime logic debunked. <laughs> yeah. It was just an interesting scene. It's just anime logic shit that's going on. <laughs> so, of, I mean, there were only a, really a handful of characters, but which ones were you guys' favorites? Um, I, near the end, I leaned kind of heavily towards Titan. Okay. Titan got me in one very specific scene that I was like, that's fucking awesome. And that was the, it was kind of like the limit burst move that she had with all the shotgun. Oh, yeah, when she and went to like, overdrive, the yeah, crescendo moment. Yeah. Exactly, and, like, she had that super shotgun blast. Like, it was animated pretty awesomely. The idea was pretty fucking sweet. So I was all in at that moment. So I thought Titan was pretty awesome. So Her attitude in that scene. Uh-huh. Well. I mean, on, that was my favorite scene of the, ep- of the entire series was when she just went into overdrive mode and Lenny was giving her everything he's got. 
And she had those like six shotguns in her face was just like, you're going to get effed up. Like, there's no escaping this. I'm going to blow your brains out. Yep. And then they still got out. Yeah. And they still got out, yeah. <laughs> well, so it didn't mean Heaven too much. was permanently, she was critically wounded. I mean, she never recovers from that. Yeah, she she crept her pretty good. Yeah. So, like, yes. it, it did damage, but it didn't, like. She still got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. To, to an extent, anyways. What about you, Matt? What do you got? I guess I'm going to go with Destiny. Um, her sword gun thing was super awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Her appearance was really cool. It was kind of different. I really liked like the thorny rose thing yep. on her head. Mm-hmm. It's like the, a headband. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to call it. It was cool though. It was cool, and her vibrant red dress. Yep. It, was, it was visually beautiful. Bold. Visually really cool. Her eyes are super like super super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just her overall character development between when she went from Cosette to Destiny to the end where she sacrifices herself for Toct in order for him to be able to survive and so i i just liked her the most uh her kind of um dry sense of humor i enjoyed yeah a lot lot. and you know i i love to eat so just somebody who loves to have sweets all the time just (laughs) just pounding down those calories she did have a major sweet tooth yeah (laughs) yes one of my favorite parts of her though is when uh that kind of like filler episode louisiana where she meets the cat and she's like and then he gave me what I believe was a boop. <laughs> I just yes. died. I was like, that's great writing right there. Yeah, that was really good. I liked that one. She was definitely my favorite. Yeah, what about you, Alec? So my favorite was actually Lenny. I thought he had great character development all throughout the show. And as soon as you saw him, you know that there was going to be a lot of fun to be had in the show. He had a great personality. He was always kind of bringing out people out of their shells and everything. And he was just an overall fun guy. I definitely attributed a lot of... I think why I like Lenny so much is he reminded me a lot of that Final Fantasy character, uh, Leon... So his name... my The Final Fantasy character is named is Leon Lionheart, and Lenny's name is Leonard Flyheart, and he looks just like him. So I'm like, there's definitely some influence taken... From Final Fantasy what into was that this from character. Like, that was from like seven. nine? Uh, Definitely I, not seven. Six, I think? Or ten. Ten. No, ten, ten. was Titus. Uh, ten. That was wanna, the main I'm, character. So He had uh, the gu- he had the blade gun. I want to say nine. Was it definitely nine? was not seven. It definitely was not ten. Those are two big names. I've played all of them. I don't, I don't remember the storyline between. Regardless, it's super funny that you said Final Fantasy because that is literally the only thing I can think of when I watch this show. I, I got a lot of influence everything from that. Everything sounded so so Final Fantasy esque. Mm-hmm. Even the the battling with music and I mean there was just so much that could be taken from so many different parts. The the sword gun. It, it is it was eight? Final Fantasy eight. Okay. Ah, so. We're in the middle. I said seven, you said nine. That's great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, Lenny was my favorite. I thought he was in a great, great conductor. He was a great character. He brought Talked out of his shell. He taught him and uh, Destiny how to like control being a conductor and music art. I, I thought he was a w- very well-rounded character. Mm-hmm. And he's just a super nice and genuine dude. And mm-hmm. then we get to learn a little bit of his backstory. And like he was super sad in the past. And Titan's like, if you can't smile, then I'll smile for you. And then Lenny's like, that's really I nice. I love that line. That's really nice of you. And like... Like when the day comes and you can't smile, I'll smile for you. And like, dude, it's like he he's got such a pure fucking heart, and is he's such a good boy. <laughs> it, he, I, I 
agree. 100% agree. Absolutely. It, is, it sucked to see him die. You know, I didn't want him to do that. That was tragic. But, you know, you got to pull on your heartstrings somewhere. You need that drama in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then finding out that, you know, he was under the tutelage of Tak's father. Yep. Uh-huh. So, uh, Kenji Asahina. Yes. And basically, that was his repentance for base making uh with kenji right mm-hmm. is that his father's name yeah kenji yep. um not really making him sorry that's the wrong but his repentance for not being able to keep his father alive keep uh yeah he felt guilt yes well he went to go visit the house and like as he's about to knock on the garage he hears because he hears uh talk playing piano yep and then he just hears him breaking down and melting down and yep. he's like wow like an apology is not going to do this kid any good he he really needs some serious help in his life i'll be for him later on and he really was i, I think he kept his promise to himself mm-hmm. and that was just a huge like going from a past moment to a present moment of the show i thought it was just brilliant yes yeah it's very very well done uh he was he was a really really good character every time you saw him i was just like all right what's going to happen next because mm-hmm. Basically, every time he showed up, something crazy happened. Mm-hmm. I did like in the beginning, not maybe not so much in the beginning, but like in the first like actual mission when they went to Las Vegas, like they made us viewers feel like he was like a secret bad guy because yeah. he was dropping like stacks of fucking cash in front of the, the crops, dude. And like, show me your private casino and like, I'm all in. And little did we know until the final moments of the episode that it was all an undercover act so that he can, you know, take expose. down, expose. That's a good word expose this dude for all this shitty stuff yep no he he was very uh what's the word for it guile i guess guile in his good ways okay like he has secret intentions yes yes you can i would agree with that that's very true because he was he's a whistleblower essentially but that's not what i was not the description or not what i was trying to say but because he's not trying to you know expose anybody well he is trying to expose somebody but he's not trying to expose evidence yeah. A second character that I would like to claim for myself that I found as a favorite. Okay. In an odd way, I liked Hell. Okay. But only because her English voice was like oddly, amusingly attractive. I don't want to say attractive, but like. It was like, <laughs> like snake-like seductive. Yeah, exactly. Like it was the way her voice just snaked. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was she was so snaky. It was. I, but it drew I, you in. Yeah, yeah I, I know really, what you're talking about. I really about. liked the way her voice just acted. It was a good voice actor. I liked v- it a lot. Very fitting for the character. Yeah. Yes. Very well cast. I, I don't know how to describe it any further. Like, like, she just has these, like, creepy tendencies and, like, her obsessive attributes about what she's after just it works and i liked it and with her name being hell too like it just pulled the whole character uh-huh. together yeah so she was cool i don't know if i care too much about her rollerblade technique it, it's been it's been done a thousand times over <laughs> i mean if she's supposed to be super fucking powerful rollerblades aren't kind of your go-to <laughs> it's kind of a weird choice what? but all right no come on i mean it's, it's a unique choice i will say that it's yeah, it's unique and I did like that the potential of her slicing through attacks, like when Destiny shot a big blast at her and she kind of just kicked it away like mm-hmm. in a way, like sliced it. Like I can see that coming out of it, but like that's kind of the extent. I mean she could she could use it as a range attack and as a melee attack, similar to how Destiny fought as well. Yep. I mean she ends up cutting talked with it. So I mean, because Destiny blocks two of the shots and then she kicks one of those little purple scythe moves. Mm-hmm. Gets him in the chest. Uh, Alec, I have a question because mm-hmm. Lance and I each essentially had a favorite 
Music art. Do you have a favorite music art? Ooh, um, I guess really mostly see the big four: Destiny, Titan, Heaven, and Hell. I would say of these, of those four main ones, you do probably see one more, but yeah, or Valkyrie. Yeah, oh, yeah there's Valkyrie. Yeah. I didn't like Valkyrie that much personally. <laughs> I she reminded me of um She's Cassandra a... from uh, Soul Eater, that old video game. Um, you played a video game of Soul Eater? Uh, not not Soul Eater. Uh, what was Soul Caliber. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Soul Calibur. Uh, yeah, okay, the girl no, with the, the buckler and the sword. And <laughs> yes. It was just one of my least favorite characters in that game, so I didn't. I just didn't like Valkyrie at all. Valkyrie was like a stick in the mud. It would probably kind of be like... between Heaven and Titan. I love heavy artillery people. Like I, I think machine guns are really awesome. Yes, and but I mean Titan with the. With the shotgun and heaven with the umbrella machine gun, basically like an Uzi. I mean, they are both badass uh-huh, and very intense, intense characters. If I were to have one personally, I'm going with heaven. I thought she was extremely powerful and just overall cool and collected. She would probably be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And her gun kind of seemed a little bit more expansive than just like a machine gun because like we saw in one of the last couple episodes, like she had like a big ass beam come out of it too. Yep. Like yep. this gun, like laser beam. It was a shield as well, the umbrella yeah. part. So this, I mean, we didn't get to see that one on one against our team, but like we can see that she was pretty powerful mm-hmm. until Titan fucked her up. I think she was definitely more powerful than Hell, and I think that's why oh, she I saved Hell because she knew that at least she would survive the blast, whereas oh, Hell wouldn't. Okay, I like that. Good point. What, what was your guys' favorites? Well, I guess well, you had mine was said Titan, Titan. And, she, and Matt said uh, Destiny. So. Mm-hmm. Destiny was definitely, a, like, another close. Like, Destiny, how do you not like Destiny? Yes. <laughs> I love when she, like, uh, it was, like, I think it was episode two, uh, when she, like, goes in to kill the uh, the D2s, and then she gets, like, blasted back. And uh, Anna's like, oh, no, Destiny, are you, or Cassette, are you okay? How was it? And she goes, it was an absolute defeat. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's so calm about it. Yeah. No emotions, which was totally cool. I was totally fine with her being emotionless in the beginning. Like, okay, she's emotionless throughout the entire series, but like she yes. she starts she to develop a heart. Yeah, she starts to get the catch on to human emotions and stuff like that. Like she's understanding. Mm-hmm. I, I can see why people wouldn't like the emotionless person, but yes. like Cosette slash destiny she pulled it off i i totally bought it yeah because she i mean one thing i will say is she was essentially reborn as destiny yep so she's not really gonna learn how to have all of these emotions right away uh especially with how emotional cassette cosette was i mean she was very bouncy bubbly she expressed her sadness she expressed her excitement so to go from that to an absolute essentially android you know robot of a person i mean it was very drastic but but she kind of got the hang of it towards the end of the uh, end of the season. Yeah, yes. she picked up on a lot of things. She picked up on kissing, which I found was very weird. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> uh, I started that sentence with another thought in mind, but I don't even remember where I was going with that. It's just kissing <laughs> took over because if it's one thing that creeps me out in anime is when they need to force feed water through a kiss. And we watched, we did another anime that we covered it. I don't remember which one I'm thinking of right now, but like they had to drool some fucking water into somebody in order to hydrate them. I don't remember which one. I know we covered it because I had the same creep out factor. Shield Hero? No. I I can't remember right now, but the creep out factor just came all back all together again. I mean, that's a very popular scene, even back as far as like Princess Mononoke when she's chewing up food for uh, the person. She bird fed someone? Yeah, she bird fed. I don't know Princess Mononoke. (laughs) Yeah, she chews up the jerky and like full on bird 
feeds them. Oh. And, uh, I mean, I, I feel like you see that. It's like a very iconic scene in a lot of anime movies. I feel like this was one of the first ones where you see it in a show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which show you're talking about. I It'll can't. come to me later. Like, if, yeah. you know, like shit always does. Like, <laughs> like next week I'll be like, oh, that's what it is, and I'll text you. Yeah, we're going to text. This is what I was talking about. Nice, Lance. <laughs> But yeah, they had to show the stupid scene where she's trying to like spill some water into Tok's mouth and he's not taking it. It's like, okay, well, I'll just blow it in your mouth through with my mouth. But that's not the kiss scene necessarily that I was talking about. But that just got overtaken when I was explaining stuff. Tok gets kissed by Anna. Mm-hmm. And then Anna kisses him in front of Destiny. And, and then, then it only makes me think that like, okay, well, she's experiencing some more human emotions. And jealousy, yes. Maybe not so much jealousy, but like, uh, like I'm not. Did you see that face? She was definitely jealous. <laughs> Maybe. I took it as surprise because Anna was always like the mom of the group. And then she kind of expressed that like she cares more deeply about talk than as like a babysitter like love. It was like a full on like, hey, I, I care about you would want to be like your girlfriend type of love. Yes. It, it, it made a very drastic switch right for the last episode. And I was like, oh, I kind of always ruled her as big sis. Yeah, didn't see a kiss coming at all. I did foresee I some thought... stupid thing between Destiny and Talk. Yeah. Yeah. But between Anna and Takt, none. I didn't. I didn't really see that. I can really see the destiny and Takt one because they essentially had to get their emotions together. So yeah. when you, when you're in experiencing emotional, in this case, emotional turmoil and other various emotions together, you're. It's, I feel like it's just naturally going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. They grew together. Yes. So, and and I saw that. And well, what I was going to get at was destiny ex- witnessed Anna kiss Takt, and then she's like, "Well, that's how I feel towards Takt." So I'm to do that too in a way <laughs> or she thought of it as a desperate like oh i'm never gonna see you again so i need to do this kind of thing yeah, yeah. what did you guys think about the uh the last fight with the heaven and hell combo when they've kind of you know confused together like dragon ball z yeah when they batara ringed each other through yeah the, through the death of a the stabbing of the tuning fork yeah and became orpheus orpheus uh, yes. orpheus yes orpheus of the underworld even though it's heaven and hell yeah Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Orpheus was badass. I liked Orpheus a lot. Super. But. I didn't like the way she died. Did it was like so lame. Oh, my gosh. It was so. Anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like, that's a good word. Like, they made her. It's kind of like in the Brawly movies where they made her too strong. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, how do we make her die that is believable? And you can't. You couldn't. Mm-mm. And there's no way Destiny was ever going to realistically beat her. No. 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 Well, what makes me most upset about this is we've been coming to learn through the anime that Takt and Destiny need to work together to reach their potential. Yes. And then at this final fight scene, they split off. So they're not working together. So mm-hmm. they're not going to be at their optimal whatever. Fighting potential. Yeah. So, like, why would Destiny be able to take on such an advanced form of another music art when her conductor's not even there to begin with? I agree with you there, and I I was all I think that was just anime logic. Like, let's just throw oh, in overpowerness, uh, like <laughs> activate overpower mode when all of a sudden Tox. Uh, conductor wand to the baton when that disappeared I was like oh my god yeah did Destiny lose like wait did I I miss something and I I thought she died or something because normally like she if she 
overpowered or she uh, tried to do something she didn't have the power for, she would just revert back to the Cosette stage and Taki would get his arm back and here like the wand disappeared. I'm like, I thought yes and no at that moment. I thought yes and no because the wand disappeared, but his arm was still gone. Exactly. So I was still okay at that moment. Like, okay, so that still doesn't answer why his wand fucking disappeared. (laughs) I think she just expended a lot of power. Maybe. Yes, that was the last bit of power he had. Mm -hmm. the wand type. So he he could keep her as music art mode, but not overpower mode. I think that was the loss of the wand. Maybe. I will say, I was not super thrilled by the ending of the the anime. It, uh, It opened itself up to season two. It, it did, because it, it shows on the TV, like, there's still mass attacks on the East Coast of the D2s. Yeah, but then, you know, you had Cosette basically sacrifice herself so Takt could get potentially maybe saved. He was put in the cryogenic fra- uh, chamber, so he's frozen now. He's frozen, but uh, Cassandra, I think that was the sister's name, the older sister. Um... Charlotte. 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 Okay. Uh, L- L- Lodi? What did she call it? Lottie. Lottie. She called herself Lottie. Yes. Yep. Said maybe one day. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's not even a guarantee that he will get saved. So it's like, I just, I don't know. That well, was especially, like, especially since like cryogenics today is basically an absolute failure. Well, this is also 25 years in the future. Right. But like, it's really not that long. Oh my not, God. It's not, 2047 is really close. But that, cry, cryogenics hasn't moved a fucking inch no. in the longest time. So Ted Williams head is still frozen. So <laughs> you can't revive frozen dead tissue at this point (laughs) so there's no reanimation yeah i mean in this show reanimation i I guess it will really all depend on the success of the video game the the mobile game and if that is a success then maybe they'll make a season two based on the campaign of the mobile game but i i will agree with you the ending was just kind of anticlimactic they killed him with a sword thrust and then Apparently, that was supposed to be the end of all the D2s in the area, but there's still a problem in the East Coast, so it didn't really do anything. I mean, it only brought an end to the ones that he was currently producing. Yeah. (laughs) Which was literally nothing. All they did was just stop a further production, which brings the question... Like, you got no real anything by the conclusion of the season. Exactly. Like, all they they did was just stop a psycho. There's... Yes. Well... (sighs) I, I still question how more D2s came into... Because they were the ones awakening the the slumbered ones. No, I'm not talking about the slumbered ones. I just want to go... Sorry, I want to go back to the to the very beginning with the Black Meteorite. Yes. How did they even... How did the originals come to forth... Come forth at all if we're looking at... We said Sagan. a mess. Oh, that's another thing I want to say is... His name is, in the anime pronounced his name is Sagan, not Sagan. So Sagan, the final bad guy, mm-hmm. he was like given his own life. We never necessarily... Saw saw that he was given blood or anything like that, but he was just stabbed by these yes, crystals. The crystals. And he was producing D2s through that. So, like, we need to know more about these D2 productions, origin style versus... So, so crystal style. They came to Earth because we sent a transmission to space, and they came to us because they had the because because the music arts came first, right? With the low, no, no, no. the the first uh, the first meteorite came in, and they had those like I think they're called like loden stones or something. And it was it was the necklace that uh, Cosette was wearing at the beginning, and the like the scientists were doing all the experiments on. They they it was like the very first five minutes of season one. Um, I had I had to rewatch the the first couple episodes to kind of get my grips on things but um that first meteorite comes they get the stones and then the second massive meteorite comes that's the black knight cyanide or whatever it was yep 
And um, that had the D2s in it. And at the D2s was when the Lodenstones awakened the music arts. And the music arts were the only things that could take down the D2s. Yes. Right. So it was a progression of all, it was two meteorites, but the music arts didn't show up till later. Which begs me to think, I think Hell was one of the original music arts that brought on the onslaught of the D2s, which is why the music arts came in the first place. Could be. Makes sense. I mean, well, let's discuss real quick, who do you think is the controller of the tuning fork, Heaven or Hell? Because I'm, I'm a little confused on who is... I, w- I, I would say just ways. by their name, Hell. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, remember, um, Tokt has that flashback where he looks up and he see you definitely see the silhouette of hell, but you see another person standing alongside, a man standing alongside, who I thought was Schindler, but it turned out to be uh, Sagan. Remember at the very beginning when he sees his dad died and he's like trying to recover his dad from the broken rocks? Yeah. And he looks up and you can definitely see hell. Like it's definitely her silhouette. In episode one? No. This was in episode like. Oh, this was a flashback. Yeah, it was a flashback. It was like episode like uh, 10, 9 or 10. 9 or 10. If we're we're talking flashbacks, that's probably around that time frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you definitely see hell. You see a man's figure. I thought it was Schindler. Turned out to be uh, Sagan no, yeah, when I, I rewatched it. I definitely did think that it was Sagan. I didn't pick up on Hell. Well, she definitely controls. She summons the tuning fork. Yeah, but I, I can. I, if, I mean, if that's what both of you are feeling towards, like I like I said. I thought it was one of the two, Heaven or Hell, and if you guys are both leaning towards Hell, then I'll accept your guys' yep. lean. But yep. I mean, Hell, I mean, Heaven does have slight control over it. She did do the hand signal to, you know, stab it through both her and Hell. Mm, maybe that's so why I was originally thinking. She, maybe I think it was they heaven. both have a factor in it, but I think Hell has the awakening of the uh, the D twos, whereas Heaven had the power to combine her and Hell with the tuning fork. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the, each of them had separate separate powers of the same object. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say twins or something, mm-hmm. like some kind of twin. Which would make sense why they can fuse together. Right. Yep. I mean, that, that's what I gathered from watching it. I mean, I'm sure everyone has their own interpretations. Yeah, I can go in any direction. I don't think it's ever been point blank explained or anything like that. But before we get any further, we need to make sure we get a break in. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-unit spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. Since you're a music guy, is there any music-related things you want to talk about? Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of my favorite character, Lenny, did you all notice his uh, tattoo on his neck? He has I, a tattoo? I, obviously not. It, it kind of looked like the—I <laughs> I, kind of wanted to know what your guys thought of that was. Uh, I'm going to need to Google this real quick. You didn't uh, notice his neck? No, I don't. He's a pretty big neck tattoo that's prolific. He's got a fairly large neck, too. So yeah. it's, it's on his uh, 
Left side. Uh, do you want to describe it real quick? It kind of looks like the number 13 or the letter B. Oh, okay. Now that's bringing up some memories. Um, I'm going to have to... Do you know what that is? Does, no. does that ring any... Does Or I guess, does that, does that yes. symbolize anything to you guys? Or I um, kind of want to, as a non-musician, what does that mean to you? That means literally nothing. You see, you just thought it was a symbol? You just thought a tar- I, tribal tattoo? Yeah. No, I knew it was something music related just because of, you know, the anime. But I had no idea what it means. Gotcha. I, yeah, I, I mean, depending on which angle you look at, it kind of looks like a one one three or a, yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. So w- what's going on here? So it's actually a what's called a C cleft. It's the so you know how there's treble clefts. It looks like the uh, S music symbol. as your traditional music symbol. Oh, in the beginning of the sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the beginning of the, the sheet music. In the beginning yes. of the line. Yeah. So n- the normal cleft is called the treble cleft. That's that S symbol that you normally see. Yes. And then there's the bass cleft, which looks like a letter C with two dots on it. Yes. Sort of. So this is what's called a C cleft. And that's important because whenever you, whenever he summons uh, Titan's uh, shotgun, you, there's always a motif that plays. A motif is a um, a musical occurrence that always happens on something. So whenever uh, Destiny is summoned and she turns on that red dress, you hear that. Yep, it was yep. like that piano sound. Yeah, there's that. Because there's he that plays. Twink, there's p- that twinkle. The twinkle. Yep. Because that's a treble. That's a treble cleft twinkle. Now, whenever Titan was summoned, you hear the horns kind of thing. It was the horns playing. Okay. And uh, they see, and that's important because the C cleft is the cleft used for like saxophones, trombones, trumpets, things like that, uh, oboes, clarinets, and which I found very odd because he oh, okay, was a okay. cellist. Oh. Okay, so you're going to go in a different area. I was going to say, okay, so the, we're talking about lower tones, almost bass-like, and then we're going to reflect that off of like a shotgun that's like low tone, fucking in-your-face kind of a sound. It's actually that's more where I, higher. That's, that's where I'm... The C-cleft is for higher-sounding notes. Oh, so okay. that's not things like that are more with. soprano, things like the soprano saxophone, which kind of looks like a big oboe, sort of. Uh-huh. Um, th- things like that in in saxophone, everything other than a baritone saxophone uses the C cleft. It's a very you don't really see many sheet musics which with a C cleft in it, which kind of pulled me to it instantly. I was like, oh, cool, a C cleft. I haven't seen that since my music theory days. So I was really pulled into it. But then when I found out he was a cellist, I was like, well, that's really interesting. Serious. They don't... The cello is the instrument that is the closest to the human voice. It has the same uh, range as the human voice. So when you hear a, a cello, that's essentially the voice of the song, the singing. Okay, describe to our listeners what a cello is, because you you acted out right here, but a cello is... So there are three versions of an orchestral instrument. So there's the violin, which you hold on your shoulder and play it. It It looks like a a four-string guitar, but you play it on your shoulder. And then you have the viola, which is the bigger version, a deeper-sounding version of a a violin. And then you have a cello, which you play in between your your legs. You kind of spread it out and you have the bow going across from you and then you have the bass which is a very big version a deeper version of the cello and he played a cello which does not use the c the c cleft whereas it, it uses a treble cleft or a bass cleft if you're playing the really lower notes i think that had everything to do with titan because yes. when titan summoned the shotgun you hear the horns yep. and that's what uses the c cleft so i is, think is that where their lower notes come from the horns the, the lower note because i'm i'm trying to the connect. bass is the lowest 
Right. So base is the lowest cleft. I'm and trying then, to think of like a shotgun because when a shotgun shoots, it's so bass enthused. I think every music art just had a different tune. So okay. Destiny's so was don't, piano. You don't think a connection between a shotgun and like no. the way a shotgun might sound. Okay. I, I don't think it had anything to do with her weapon. I think it had to do with her as a music art soul kind okay. of thing. Uh, yeah, her an individual. Yes. Okay. So because her her symbol was horns, which was the end of her shotgun was a trumpet. And if, if you notice, it had like a, a, a barrel to it, uh, an extended barrel, which could co- sort of be, trans. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't a hard leap to translate that to a trumpet. And I think that's why he got the tattoo because he didn't have that when he was a cellist. It was a completely bare neck. And then when he's flash forward into the future, he's got that C-class and I think he got that tattoo for Titan because Titan's symbol was the horns. Okay. And I, I thought that was really cool. Just, just uh, when I saw that as a musician, I was like, all right, cool. They have actual legitimate musicians in on this show. And that really brought a lot of warmth to my heart. Well, I'm glad we have you to break this stuff down because if it's one thing that I've picked up on from internet kind of stuff is that everybody's name, as far as music arts, at least, at the very mm-hmm. least, has to do with some musical number. Like, we know that Destiny is symphony number five. Mm-hmm. And dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. Dun, 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 dun. Which they play at the very end of the series a lot, which I really yep. enjoyed. And... I mean, just everybody is connected somewhere. Like, even... Um, Handy Danny Notebook. Yep. Even Orpheus. Orpheus is a musical number as well. Yes. Did it say which... What was she? Quick Google search. Orpheus and Eucrides is a tragic love story. Yeah, that sounds familiar from what I was looking at in the past. Oh, oh, okay. So I see Or. Um, oh, so Orpheus... Over, uh, Overture. Also, Orpheus is an ancient Greek legendary hero endowed with superhuman musical skills. Mm -hmm. So there you go. It's also an instrumentation that has the flute, the oboe, two clarinets, and a bassoon, amongst other horn instruments and percussion. All right. A lot of stuff going on there. Perfect. More more knowledge learning as we're uh, getting through this. Okay. So, clearly. (laughs) uh, Overture. It's the overture. It has uh, three acts. But there are only two people. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> but they become a third. Two become one, which makes a third? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> one plus one equals three. Yeah, Orpheus is supposed be- to be the musical version of the overture. Okay. Yes. Offenbach. So, well, yes, all of them are music musically related. Music yes. intertwined between everybody in... Classical music, in, specifically. In classical music. Um, which I know, Alec, we had been talking prior when it comes to classical music. Me, personally, uh, I love classical music. Mm. If my go-to classical song is going to be Moonlight Sonata. Okay. And that is strictly because of Resident Evil, the very first game. <laughs> when Weird. Respectable, respectable choice. When Jill plays it on the piano and opens up a secret door. That was the first impression I've ever had of a classical music song. I was just a child. And that brought, with a horror game, that brought <laughs> calmness to my heart. And I fell in love with that song song at that moment i was like i said just a child maybe like seven eight years old playing mm-hmm. this game and it's stuck with me until so, so questioning time. parenting <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my my dad is the one that introduced me into these zombie field games not, as, not a, as a young surprising. child 
I was, yeah, I was watching Matrix around that time too, so questionable parenthood at that point. But I'm glad that music spoke to you in that way. That's really cool because it brought you calmness and a sense of ease in a land of horror. So that's really cool. And until this day, when I know I'm not like putting pedal to the metal at it or anything like that, but like when I'm writing in my book, I like to calm myself down with classical music. So I'll listen to any of the original Mm -hmm. classical shit. Calms me down. Gotcha. Do you like um, more string-based classical music, or do you like more piano-based, or uh, do you like full band with the woodwinds and everything? Ooh, a little bit of everything. Like, I'll, I will listen to it on, well, years past, Pandora, today's Spotify. I will listen to the randomized, um, like, Nutcracker shit, always a great choice. All of the original numbers, always a great choice. So I, I, I'm pretty open to anything, because they all put me in a nice trance for thinking and just relaxing absolutely i can absolutely agree with that matt do you have any experience with classical music or was this kind of just all foreign to you i wouldn't say it's foreign to me i will say it's not my forte i'm not really a huge classical music individual i do enjoy it when it's playing i don't shy away from it but as far as like hey let me open up spotify and go to classical music yeah that's not in my wheelhouse no don't don't get me wrong like I totally understand. I am a hardcore metal fucking person. Yes. But when it comes to me wanting to get in the zone for writing and just being being in that kind of zone to focus, it's classical music. Yeah. So if you like hardcore metal, I have quite the classical music list that goes with hardcore metal. Oh, a yeah? lot of it where it's based off of. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's wild hearing, you know, people from the fourteen hundreds writing pieces that if it was played on a guitar it would sound like it was freaking shredding and uh, I mean Takata is one that I can you know bring up right off the bat where it it sounds like metal being played on a piano okay and it's absolutely riveting to your soul I I, I find that hilarious that you're like you I'm not gonna go to Pandora and play that and I was I was on a plane uh, last week and coming home I saw that it had a Spotify playlist and the first one was classical music and I was like oh sweet so I clicked on that instantly <laughs> and listened to it the whole plane ride home and I was like that that's my go-to if I if I want to listen to li- nice relaxing music classical is, is right up there at the top I uh-huh. mean you can't I, I, me, it's tied between piano and orchestral pieces. I love four-piece string uh, inst- uh, quartets, uh, but classic piano, especially dual classic piano, really just really speaks to me. Duo, that duo brings so much more fun into oh, it. Yes. Like if you want like to relax, but also have a slight upbeat to it then that's the next level like it's more it makes it more fun how about that like Mm -hmm. like okay so in my sense like if i'm trying to write and i'm trying to get to a more exciting part and then i'm hearing like a duo like okay i'm feeling a little bit of a beat going on like i'm relaxed it's a competition right i'm relaxed but at the same time i'm feeling the pressure and i'm feeling it like it's interesting Mm -hmm. and i like it well good i'm glad i'm glad to hear that now when we talk about like country that's a whole different story like country turns me off okay (laughs) music music gets me going in so many directions metal pop punk rock all of that stuff as long as there's a good beat to it as long as there's energy i'm all about the energy and then when it comes to classical music when it comes to relaxing i need that for my writing i have a great so i have a playlist that i gave to my little brother 
and it's uh, classical music to work out to. It pumps you up, and it literally, it's all upbeat and just in-your-face music, yeah. and I would I would be very happy to share that with you. Okay, I'll take uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a few on there, some Toccata, Vivaldi, some Chopin, um, just absolute just musical masterpieces. Uh, uh, Pachabelle has a lot of really good cello pieces that are just, they're so fast and just technical. And it, it sounds like, you know, those those hardcore guitarists that are just shredding, but it's classical music and it just blows your mind away. And honestly, I mean, I get a kick out of it. My my little brother does as well. He's not even a musician. He's a total numbers nerd, but uh, he, he gets a kick out of it as well. And it's perfect workout music, I will say. Okay. Yeah, I'll... I'll definitely give it a try. Mm-hmm. As long as it's pumping, I'm up for it. You know, they, those people, they banged back then. Like, they, <laughs> they had some great bangers. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it is lost now because, you know, music ability is just, it's sad to say, it's just going down the drain, which is why oh, I really all... like show, shows like this has got me really far. I mean, the whole time I was listening to this, I would literally, I'd watch an episode, I'd go down and I'd play my keyboard. I'd come back up, I'd, I'd watch an episode, and like I said, I was watching this and Your Lie in April, so there was just a lot of piano being thrown at me, which is probably why I got right back into piano, which I, I loved. Piano is my favorite instrument to play. Piano is beautiful. It's, it's just such an intimate instrument. It really... It sucks you into it, and I love hearing those just absolute masters play this music. It's absolutely, it's, it's amazing. I contemplated taking on violin for a moment after uh, one of my past relationships ended. I was so hardcore into Lindsay Sterling. Yep, and I was like, huge fan. I, I fucking love this chick. I love everything she does. <laughs> I want to do what she does, and I was so ready to jump on the violin board. The I, I used to play the violin. I can't anymore. It's been around ten years. I tried. I still have it. Uh, it's it's awful. Um, you lose. You you don't use it. You lose it. I will say that as a musician. Oh yeah, I, I played, mean that's very true. I played trumpet in high school. I read all the music. I was amazing at it. Show me a sheet today. I'm not gonna know shit. No, nah, it's, it's 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 actually sad. I, yeah. I it's it's embarrassing playing music that you can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard learning. Uh, violin has a very very sharp learning tur- curve. Like. It takes a while to learn it. And then once you do, you're like, oh, thank God I understand this. Because it takes like a full year to fully understand that instrument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's when you do, it it really teaches you music because you're not playing with your eyes anymore. You're playing with your ear. And it just you you feel it in your body. You don't see anything. And it's just a very interesting way to play music. Okay. Apparently, it's a good thing I never learned how to play. Highly suggest it. Any any instrument, whether that's ukulele or guitar or piano, it brings a different. You you pour your soul into it, and playing it for other people, you're revealing your soul. To, it puts you in a very vulnerable situation, and there's nothing quite like it. You're you're doing a music. Music is a art. It's a science. It's a math. It's everything all in one, and there's no real way to describe it other than pouring your soul into sound. And that's what I love about anime, like music anime, is it really kind of encapsulates that. Too many things at once. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't do it. It's a lot. I can feel it. I get it. I just can't do it. 
This is this is Alex's passion. So yes, yes, this is this is, all, is. This is his jam. This More is power his to you. Jams. Um, if there wasn't music in the world, I don't know what I'd do with myself. You know, in this whole anime, you know, music is banned. Well, how, I mean, I know you guys listen to music. What would you do without it? I would be those guys in the underground bar in exactly in Louisiana every day. Just got to do something. Like mm-hmm. it would happen. I could not go that long. I, I can't. Im- okay, I'm at work doing my own thing. I cannot imagine doing that without music. I need that. St- I can't get. I can. Don't get me wrong. I can get inside my own mind and think in no problem and just go into weird places. But that's the point: is going to weird places. Music just makes your day go by, and it brings you peace. It makes your days go by faster. Mm-hmm. It, it just music just helps everybody's daily life absolutely and if you take that away it been what 10 years oh i don't remember i think there was a f- I, I remember at some point there's a four-year period i don't know if that was between it was 10 years since the thing collapsed it was four years since they all went dormant okay dormant? okay yes. i was gonna say was it four years when tox dad died and four years probably around the same time okay yeah. yeah something like that and so you know 10 years without music i would oh. lose my my mind mm-hmm. and without no it was four years without music because that was when um the treaty was signed that they okay, weren't gonna okay. play any more music and the d2s weren't gonna awaken even four years way too long Still. so long i can't you're go gonna a have week all, without playing you're gonna instrument. have all of the super fucking shitty americans being like fuck that i'm gonna play music anyway <laughs> oh and never mind they if they were in america they're, so. yeah yeah, I, no, no, yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, they this, probably this place, got killed by the d2 i was gonna say and they were still playing music, so... Nature took care of itself. They were taken care of anyway. So yes. the people who are going to be woo-wooing woo- their own... Yeet. So yeet, yeet. One, one thing I yeet, will yeet. say is I, I appreciate that it was Louisiana because... Louis- place of jazz. It's just... It's ingrained in the culture mm-hmm. yeah. that I, I, I really appreciate the fact that it was there that they're like, you know what? Music cannot go away. Right. That was a very important scene for Talked as well because, you know, the whole beginning he was like, Does my will my music reach them? Will mm-hmm. does anybody other than Anna and Cassette or Cosette really care about the sounds that I play? Yeah. But then he played to that crowd that didn't have Anna and Cosette there yet, and he was reaching all of them. And he looked over and he he had that look on his face like, Wow, my music does matter. Yes. And that was a really cool scene for him. Even a moment before that was one of my favorite scenes in this entire series was when Tox went into this underground bar mm-hmm. and he pulled his father's album out and then he played it. And then the bartender was like, oh, I didn't think, you know, usually we play jazz. We didn't play, you know, traditional shit here. And then they started talking and the bartender was going off the hinge about how awesome Mr. Asahi Kenji, Kenji was. And talked is like so casual, like, yeah, that's my father. And then like the jaw drop that happened between one of the customers and the The, the guy bartender. he had followed in. Yeah. Like like the just the I knew your dad, I played with him. Yeah. So that's kinda the genuine that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The, the genuine jaw-dropping moment of when they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're actually him in the flesh. Like, you know, the, the spawn of blah, blah, blah. Um, I liked... It was, it was emotional enough. It was like... I, I felt that that wouldn't that 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 was real. If that makes sense. Gotcha. So like because 
the bartender, he was super into it. And then that other guy who used to work with his father. The tuba player. The tuba player. Like, he knew. And then he's like, okay, let's go into the back the back room. Mm-hmm. And the secret, secret room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're in an underground bar. Let's go into the underground, underground bar. Because mm-hmm. there's always another level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's New Orleans. I mean, they, they, they just there's always other levels. Yeah. Well, I would like to visit. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this place is. Top ten places I want to visit yeah. in the United States. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love, love to go to New Orleans because of the music culture there. Okay. I would like to visit just because. I'm not much of a jazz musician. I mean, I know some jazz guitar. Sure, it's fun to play. But I'm, I'm not a jazz musician myself. I respect it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> uh, simple as that. Um, I, I prefer more like rock kind of things. I, I like things with a steady, you know, 4-4 rhythm. Yeah. Whereas ca- jazz is just music chaos. But strung yeah, together me, very brilliantly. Let me do these eight different instruments at eight different settings and put them all together. And yep. you're just like, there, there's and there's chaos. music. Yeah, like it's good. A lot of it is good, but yes. there's a there's you have to like that chaos mm-hmm. to a point. I mean, that's essentially what the definition of jazz is: is just music chaos. Yeah, but they do it to a good point. But to bring it back to the episode and why I liked it, it's just. Just that is just that genuine love for the previous father, and they just brought it all together, and everyone to the back room and jammed out, and it was a good time, and it was it was just a good I don't want to say bro time, but like it was just a good time, wholesome, and wholesome. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good one. It's just wholesome, and it was great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the we, the Louisiana arc of this season. Yeah, it was really good. Okay, so I got another question to throw into the mix. We know that this was a precursor for a mobile video game. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you guys' thoughts on a potential season two of an anime versus what they could potentially elaborate in the video game itself? Uh, I'll, I'll start. I don't think there's going to be a season two. I think it will completely depend on the success of the mobile game and simply because of just past video games. I mean, like, they made Halo Halo movies, sure. They made, they're, they're making video games game movies now i mean look at the witcher i mean it has a show now and yeah it's becoming increasingly more popular but those are all for console games they're not for mobile games and i think this is a very interesting route and definitely the start of some of a new era but i don't think a season two is going to come out from this simply because it's just it's just too new of a thing making a show that's a prelude to a mobile game. I think it's just it's just the start of something that's going to happen in the future. Right. Yeah, I can say if and only if the mobile game is anything of a success mm-hmm. is if we will see a season 2 of the anime. Which that comes out in late June, I believe. Was it? Yeah, 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 late June. Yeah. So by the time you guys our listeners are listening to this, it's probably the mobile game is Okay, I know it's been delayed here and there. But by the time you guys are listening to this, it probably should be out by now. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe within a week or two. And... I'm not a fan of mobile games. I know a lot of people are, and they get really sucked into them. I'm just not one of those people. I, I like my PC games. I like my console games. I've never really been into mobile games that much. It's just me personally as a gamer. I'm sh- I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are head just head-driven into them, and they get full-on addicted, just like I do to my console games, sure. 
it's all the same thing. I've just never seen a mobile game other than like Clash of Clans or <laughs> Candy Crush get major fame. So I don't see this game getting that kind of level of fame. Oh, compared to those mega names? Yeah. No fucking way. I just don't see it. But I hate to say it, but I don't. It, it, it goes, I mean, I guess it's going to depend on the individual's personal lifestyles. Like, if you are that kind of person that can spend 5 to 20 minutes here and there fucking around on your phone, which is kind of me on a lot of my breaks or in the mornings or, like, just anything, any moment that you have... Like, okay, so if you're that person that's going to flick through Facebook or flick through any kind of social media for like five, 10 minutes at a time, and then the next thing you know, 10, 15 minutes has gone by, and all you've been doing is looking at other people's shitty fucking posts, that's the same thing that another person is doing in a mobile game. Mm -hmm. So, mobile games are super popular for that purpose, and I fall victim to one of them. I play Summoner's War. To me, that game is like a Pokemon aspect like i just want to collect all of the individual stupid fucking collection things. base yeah. those are always fun so that's where i fall into victim to that specific game but like maybe I, this could be collecting music hearts that's exactly what this is going to be the mobile game is going to be a collection game okay it's going to be a gotcha it's you're going to get all the pretty little girls. You sure about that? That's what I <laughs> Saying assume. it like that. Because <laughs> they're only girls, and music hearts are only girls. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to get at. So that's that's my assumption. You're just... If it's not going to be a... Okay, I don't want to say it's going to be a card game, but it's going to come off as a card game. That's what I'm thinking at the very moment right now. Do you think it'll be more turn-based or like like war, like card-based? I would like to imagine that you're going to have the controller set where the left is the controller and the right is the action buttons. And you can, you're going to have an open world, a fake open world concept, level by level kind mm -hmm. of thing doing. I can and see And you're that. just going to go and attack random ass guys. And like, you're going to draw, like at the end of every level, you're going to, you're going to draw, you're going to get points. Points, and then those points will add up to uh, you get one capsule for 100 points or you get 10 capsules for 900 points because it's a deal. What kind of thing? Like, that's kind of what I'm getting. Gotcha. Thinking that, like, like you're going to, it's going to be a gamble. For, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to play this game when it comes out. I'm more into watching this than playing it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I love the fact that it's another music anime, but I'm, I'm probably not going to play the game. <laughs> I don't know. Will you? Uh, you give it a shot? I, I would want to see some screenshots first, and if it's pretty looking, maybe I'll give it a shot. And if it's going to be one of those mobile games that needs to have, like, like Summoner's War, where you need to spend 10 minutes here and there every single fucking day, then, like... Uh, I'm I'm already pre-committed to other things. So, yeah. Matt, Matt, what about you? Um, I have it pre-registered. So okay, so you're committed. I am committed at the very least so of saying I will download it. Okay, I, I would love to hear your experience with it. Uh, it is going to be an RPG style game. Um, probably, I think it's going to be turn-based. Okay. I love turn-based stuff. Yeah, I mean, that brings back the old, like, I still play Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on my NES, and there's just, there's just something about that classic gameplay, gameplay style, like Pokemon, Final Fantasy, the, it's, it's the turn-based is It's fun. that chess-style 
tactile. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do this move before I know you can do this move. And it's just, it's, it's thinking into the future before like button mashing and yeah. just doing whatever you can do. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, I like planning attacks. Yep. It's a little different on the phone. On a mobile game, I will let everybody know, well, maybe not everybody, but I will let you guys know at the very minimum whether it's even worth it or not. Okay. We'll see. It's worth it. I mean, I'm, if you really like it, I'll give it a try. I mean, there's there's no I mean, there's no loss in it. It's not like you have to yep. you know, commit your life to this mobile game. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm more, uh, I was more about this show just for the musical concept of just, you know, you hear a lot of really good classical music in this anime yep yep i don't i don't know if you'll get the same thing from the mobile uh, from the mobile experience maybe but my phone has been on silent for years so you know (laughs) yeah i have a quick question sure do you guys have any reference on why talk's dad was called the rooster that is never explained it is only referred to as oh you're the son of the rooster yeah there is two separate mentions in the anime Mm -hmm. it'll be talked about in the mobile game i think it was episode six (laughs) episode nine yeah, do you think the mobile game has something something to do with it more? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. What, what's I, your? I think the mobile game is going to be like the main story, and this was all prerequisite. So we're going to find out about Tox's father. We're going to find out what truly happens to Anna, whether she does turn into destiny or if it was just a symphonic. Oh, so you think it will go pre-talked up Destiny, like as far as the anime goes? No, go... I think it'll go. I think it'll go post the closing credit scenes. Okay, but what, I think what I was trying to say earlier was: is it going to explain why Talk's dad was called the Rooster? I think so. I think which they'll was, make references and which stuff. was pre this anime. Yes, but Talked will be in a cryogenic state, so they'll have so an he... opportunity to talk about his father. Okay. Okay. So you think the game? should probably mention more along those lines yes okay uh it's called uh talked talk to rooster no top rooster i was gonna say are you fucking serious is that what the game is called no <laughs> no it, it's a uh, talked up um symphony ah uh, that's what the game is called yes the um the mobile app yes. is called talked up symphony yes is there a period after the op yes okay. yes because you know it's, it's a symbol abbreviation for yep just to make everybody on the same page yes 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 so it'll be Opus. Opus? Opus. Opus, yes. Yes, Talked yes. Opus Symphony. Okay, uh, so let's talk about the quick the ending real quick, since now that we kind of brought it in. Mm-hmm. We have Anna, who is now part of the Symphonica. Yes. yes. Af, she, Af, sorry. She is, I want to say, technically a conductor. Probably. So at the end of the episode, not the closing credits, but prior to the closing of the episode, she is a conductor. Mm-hmm. Right, because the Symphonica has some... Like uniform fucking some way of understanding that individuals have a way to harmonize i think it's in your blood i think they uh, um the alpha youth yes oh, they, they, that's what they called yeah, those it those are those are sounding familiar mm-hmm. so it's in your blood yeah so there's a way that they know that you can be part of this deal yeah yes. that's how they found out lenny could be one because they had right. him in the hospital and they're like well you possess the blood of someone who can actually fight these things exactly that's that's kind of where i was originating mm-hmm. all my thoughts from but we have a very weird fucking ending mm-hmm. post-credit scene 
where we have Anna walking off into the distance and then what appears to be destiny slowly appearing as where Anna would be walking off into. Yes. You see, right before she appears, though, she, I mean, Anna's walking down and she says, Cosette, Destiny, are you ready? And then you see the silhouette of a Destiny in her red garb and heels and everything. So I don't know if she's able to summon Destiny with that that charm bracelet she gets, the charm piece she gets, or if she is the new music heart for Anna, like if she's able to, to summon her with it. So whether Anna becomes Destiny or summons Destiny, it's actually very similar to uh, the Fate Stays series with like a commander controlling some celestial being. That's kind of what I what I compared it to personally, but I, I don't know whether Anna is it or the controller of it. My, Matt or Lance? Oh, sorry. Let me, let me just steal this one. My <laughs> impression is that Pendant has the power of Destiny within it and the wielder of this pendant can bring it back out. So I'm going to say that Anna can combine whatever she's learning through this Symphonica and combine herself with Destiny and then just become a force to be reckoned with. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was uh, I thought it was a lot more symbolism than it was revealing anything. I just thought it was just her and her little sister. At first, at very first thought, yes. I thought it was all symbolism. I okay. thought it was, yeah, this was Anna walking away and Destiny being like, I'm with you here. Mm-hmm. But but I think the potential future anime and honestly the game itself is going to be like, yeah, we're going in a complete different direction. You're one in the same yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Matt, do you have any theories about where this is uh, going to go? I kind of like the fact that, you know, they become one. I also don't like the fact that they become one. I'm really conflicted at... I don't know. I really don't. I'm going to say it is Destiny slash Cosette taking over Anna's body. See, I have a problem You want to bring Cosette back into this? Because they're sisters. I'm going to say... Ah, they're not sisters. Cosette and Anna are sisters. Mm. Yes. No, they they made a very... They made a couple of options. What? A couple times they made (laughs) clear that... They're, they're not biological sisters. How about that? What do you mean? I thought there was a little sister of the group. No, so when Lottie, it's, it's, it's Japanese, Anna... No, it's a Japanese thing. It was someone who looks up to another person. So it was like a foster child? No, no. It was literally just someone who looks up to someone else as a role model. That's all that was. Hmm. So between the three of them talked... But they have family pictures with her as a child. Yeah, because... At she her was parents' a, house. It was, they were just family friends. They were just child friends. They've always been in each other's lives. Huh. They've made mention, okay. They've made mentions that no one is biologically related. Interesting. Okay, because the whole time I thought that Cosette was the littlest sister because even in like episode 8 or 9 or 10 when they make it to the parents' house, you know, Cosette's in all those childhood pictures. Yes. I know. And that's what's fucking annoying between the Japanese uh, culture and the American culture is they're making us believe that they are biologically related. But no, that's it's just because they were that close knit as a as a as a group. 
Interesting. There's, See, that just shatters my entire universe. If anything, that makes the kissing scenes better. It <laughs> does. Okay, so it, it makes the kissing scenes less worse. So I thought it was sisters fighting over this one dude, no. which I thought was a you know major turn on. But Lit- like... literally nobody, <laughs> nobody's related to anybody. All right, okay, that Co- changes Co- things. Cosette is not related to Anna at all, and Anna is not related to Anna's related to Lottie. Lonnie, yes, 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 yes. But they're not related mm, to Cosette. The our, Did you know that? Our, no, th- our three main characters are not related to each other. What? No. I, I assume they were. I but... also made the assumption they were. No. I'm going to have to watch this a third time. No, it's, that's just Japanese lore. I don't know. It's, it sounds weird to say lore, but that's just... That's just like I know they have like Japanese culture. They have multiple different words for love. Like the love of a spouse is different from the love of a girlfriend, which is different from the love of a friend, which is different than love of a family friend. Like they have many different words for it. So I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. Like sure, that could definitely be a thing. I was just totally under the assumption this whole time that they were trying to recover their old sister Cosette. No. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's. You know, another reason to rewatch this show. <laughs> yeah, nobody is bio- between our three main characters. Nobody's biologically related. Well, I knew they were related to. I, in fact, um, I think they made a slight weird reference. I almost want to say that Cosette was like adopted to, in, into something, like orphanated into something. I don't know, hmm. but like no, like, I, I can say I this. I can that. say that for sure. Nobody is. There's no biological reference. Interesting. Okay. Well, then that's more to learn. I mean, hell, you can watch a show twice and still not catch that. That's wild. Okay. I always made the assumption that Cosette was the youngest sister who had different hair color. Interesting. Okay. But Cosette never fully lived with them full time. She was only there part time just to clean. Hmm. So kind of like a what do they call that? Um. There's a German word for it. An au pair. Gosh, I'm not. Cl- no, I'm kidding. What? Oh, au pair. Au pair? Yeah. You know, when like someone comes in from another country and they're like living with you, but they're not adopted kind of thing. It's, it's a different circumstance. I don't know. Foreign exchange student? Different from that. Like, <laughs> it, like that, but instead of being a student, you're a babysitter for the family. Does that make sense? Non-slave slave? No. You're paid. Not a slave. Paid slave? Okay. <laughs> An indentured servant, sort of? Kind of. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's called au pair in German. Okay. Um. Um, like A U P E R. My German roots are definitely not hitting with this one. You are definitely German. I know you're German. Yeah, twenty five percent at minimum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to rewatch the show and figure out where uh, Cosette's family allegiances lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any uh, last thoughts on the show? Precursor to a mobile game? No. No. I'm... Well, I think this is a solid point to mention that there is no Matt's manga mentions because this is a. St- Standalone. This was an anime strictly made for a mobile game. So there is no source anime. Yes. In terms of manga, because most anime comes from manga. But manga or a light novel, yes. Or a light novel. Yeah, or a light novel. That's probably that's the next biggest one. Mm-hmm. But this one, the original source is a video game. That hasn't even been released yet. That has not been released yet. So this is nothing more than just a big fucking ad 
Yeah, exactly. It's an advertisement. <laughs> That's so, kind of cool. Yeah, I don't blame. Well. I don't blame them at all. And like, I think this is a very good idea. So I hope this does well for them. Mm-hmm. This might be a trend for a future anime. I have an inkling that I've seen this in the past. Um, right now at the moment, I can't place my finger on what I've seen this bond before, but I know this sounds familiar. That I've seen a show before, some kind of video game or movie or advertisement, something. Final like Fantasy did something like this years, years ago, like. We've been talking twenty a long years ago. Time. I was gonna say yeah. a long time ago. It was like a, it was on Earth, but there were like spirit creatures that could take your soul, and they're either blue or red. It was yeah. kind of weird. You know good, what I'm talking about? Yeah, that that movie that was a good movie. It's like called good. Revolution or something or Revelation. I don't know. But it was a fun movie. I don't know. It it was good. It was good. But that's the closest thing I can bring to this. Yeah, I don't remember the movie name but mm-hmm. it was a fantastic movie mm-hmm. it was just this is fun it was good i don't remember what it was but yeah i think this is an interesting idea and i'm curious to see where it goes and i would love to hear matt when when you play this game if you play this game i know you're gonna download it at least but uh hopefully hopefully it doesn't just take up ram space on your uh, on your phone eh, if it does i can delete it yeah yeah right <laughs> Give it a week or two. Who knows? I think I might do the same thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes out, I think I'll give it a week or two. And if it, I'll, I'll give an Oz mm-hmm. re- review over all this I mean, stuff. We're all gamers, so we'll, uh, we'll give it a shot. If it's, if it's up our alley, we'll continue playing it. If we're not, then so be it. We'll right. just stop. Yeah, no big deal. And that wraps up another episode of the Anime Lounge podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening thus far. If you have listened to us to this point, that means you like us. Please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We are brought to you by the Animes Show. Please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They bring you all... All of the information that you need to be up to date with on everything anime. Thanks again for listening to the Anime Lounge podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Over and out. But you're right. It ended way too quickly. It's almost like they were like blowing certain certain portion. It's like they were blowing certain portions of their budget off certain (laughs) parts of the episode.